Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Oh, baby, baby, baby! Where did that come from, young George? Oh, my! Hey, Nuggets Nation, you're listening to the Pickaxe Podcast. Absolutely, you want to play with Jokic to get your numbers to the roof. Picked up by T, turned the corner. D9! Do not go in there! Paul Millsap! There's certainly a lot to consider to Kyle Lowry, who's a very good point guard in his own right. Now, here's your hosts, the Denver Stiffs. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Pickaxe Podcast. We have a crazy exciting episode for you tonight because we are actually recording this live, right? Well, we're not recording. I mean, we're recording live, but we're not actually broadcasting live. But anyways, it is right now 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday. Well, I guess now technically Saturday, um, and it is the opening of free agency, so we wanted to... We wanted to catch it live. We're going to just basically spend this podcast talking about moves that are happening in real time, and uh, we're just going to kind of wing it. And so to do that, I had to bring on the full the full cast, man. So we've got, uh, I guess we'll start off, I've got Evan Fiala from, Evan, you're in Dallas nowadays, right? Yep. All righty. So we brought, we got Evan from Dallas. We've got Mr. Daniel Lewis. Dan's from Littleton. What's going on, Dan? Not a lot. I'm doing pretty great. Right on. We're going down, of course, to Colorado Springs with Mr. Gordon Gross. Gordon, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. Uh, better than the Nuggets, but, you know. <laughs> Gordon's starting us off strong. Not saying and then, much. <laughs> and then finally, all the way out in South Carolina, Mr. Ryan Blackburn. Ryan, what's up? Long distance, baby. How's it going? Oh, it it is. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's great, but it's also kind of nerve-wracking um, because... We're going to try and do this with five of us, which we've never tried before. This is this is an ambitious podcast. So we're going to dive right into it. Jeff Teague and Tony Snell and Patty Mills uh, all being announced right here as, as free agency opens. Jeff Teague to Minnesota. Uh, let's just dive into that one right away because I think Tony Snell and, and Patty Mills, whatever. Uh, Patty Mills <laughs> goes back to the – well, Patty Mills goes back to the Spurs. So, okay. That, that's – that's boring. Uh, let's dive into Jeff Teague in Minnesota because so, and let's dive into Ricky Rubio gets traded to Utah. Um, Dan, I'll start with you, man. What do you, what do you think of Jeff Teague in Minnesota? Is that, is that the final piece that they need? No, I don't think it's that great of a move for Minnesota. I mean, Jeff Teague, he's an all right point guard, but he obviously brings more offensive threats than Ricky Rubio at least in terms of shooting. But I I think his defense is it's like an you know equally 
his defense is as bad as Rubio's offense. Rubio's offense is as bad right. as Teague's defense. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I consider them equally the... bad in like in like other ways. Like they're they're like the opposite of each other um as far as impact goes. So I mean maybe that works out better, but I don't know how Tibbs thinks he's gonna get some defense out of uh Jeff Teague. That'll be interesting. Yeah, don't you think though like I mean you got Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler now. I kinda of, I kinda of like it because it, I mean you got some I mean and Andrew Wiggins at least is as has the physical tools to be a good defender, so it's hard to you tell, man. Gotta... They were all terrible last year. Like, Carl Anthony <laughs> Towns was abominable on on defense, and people like they like he has he has tools, but you know they he didn't use them. So it's all a matter of what what uh, Tibbs can actually get out of those guys. I mean, they're certainly improved from where they were, you know, uh, before the draft. Uh, it's not like you can say that many shouldn't be a playoff team now. Right. Well, I think uh, the thing is, let me ask you. I'll, I'll go to you, Evan. Um, do you think how high in the playoffs does Minnesota go now with Teague and Butler? Uh, I I don't think they're getting one of the higher seeds, so really? I, I can't see him really nope. getting like if they get past the first round, I'd be very surprised with the roster is right now. But I do think That's, they'll be. I mean, I think they'll make the playoffs. But. You don't think? See, because I kind of see them as right around like I, I think that they could be right around like the four seed. Like, I, think I think five seed. five would probably be. Tops for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see five too, but I think they're. I, don't, I mean, but I don't even know. Sneaky, maybe a sneaky even three seed, because I think really only two teams that are clearly better right now, clearly better, are obviously Golden State and then Houston. Now, nah, Dan, Dan has some things to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> San Antonio. Uh... Yeah. Well, hey, they they just signed Patty Mills, right? So. Yep, that championship. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that. Ryan, let me ask you, though. So let's think about on the other side of this. Ricky Rubio, he goes to um, he goes to Utah. Uh, that kind of solidifies their their uh, their point guard situation. Good move for them or kind of eh? I mean, it's, it's similar value to what uh, George Hill is giving them, but he's going to be more healthy than George Hill, that's for sure. Uh, in terms of retaining a guy like Gordon Hayward, I'm uh, not sure. Not sure if that's going to play much into it. Yeah, we're we're hoping. I mean, that would be nice if we can find that out tonight. Um, I don't know though. I've, I, I here was what I was saying earlier. It's tough to me. Like, why do you? But they didn't give up much for Ricky Rubio. They didn't really give up much at all. What, like a first round pick. Um, it was protected too. Yeah. Yeah. So. So they don't give up much for Rubio, but you would want it. You would think like, why? If you're gonna, I mean, Rubio's a veteran player. If you're if you're losing Gordon Hayward, if you, uh, why would you add Rubio? So you got to think that they got to they feel pretty good about their chances. Oh, actually, it's the uh, it's the 2018 Oklahoma City pick, and so obviously their scenario has completely changed as well, given this Paul George trade that just came out. Yeah, so let's dive right into this. I'm gonna kick it back over to you, Dan. Paul George to Oklahoma City. I mean, how how screwed are the Nuggets now? They're they are clearly the worst <laughs> team in this division. Yeah, so far the Nuggets and the Trailblazers are the only team to not trade for a big player. I mean, Oklahoma right. City got Paul George, Minnesota got Jimmy Butler, Utah got Ricky Rubio. Um, but it's just I I don't know how the Nuggets are going to be able to beat the Thunder 
in the division. Um, I, I'm not very high on Minnesota, as I think some of you have mentioned, but I, I just think a, a lineup with Steven Adams, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook is is good for at least 42 wins, you know, right. 45 wins. Dan, I want to I want to interject here real quick. So we're getting from uh, from Shams. How do you pronounce Shams' last name? Sharania. 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 Yeah. So he so it says George Hill Spurs discussions have broken off. Denver and New York have so far made initial contact with Hill, one of the top parking lots of the market. Gordon, is Emmanuel Moutier, I mean, is is Denver done with him? I mean, because it seems like they're chasing every point guard out there. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're very done with him. Um, yeah. I, just in the sense, if you want to compete now, you can't do it with Moutier. So if, if you are going to sign any good free agent this offseason, then you had better pair him with some kind of point guard Who's going to come in here and make sure that your whole offense, whenever, um, whenever Jokic isn't on the court, isn't in the hands of either Murray, Moutier, or even Jameer Nelson? Like you've got to make they're sure there's another guy. So yeah, they got it. They got to get a point guard. They were trying to get Bledsoe earlier. They didn't pull that off. They're trying to, you know, I, I would have gotten in on Rubio personally. You know. Yeah. The thing about Rubio, though, is the shooting, I think, more than anything. It's quite, but he's definitely an upgrade on defense. I mean, the, I guess the Nuggets, it's interesting. There's not n- nothing yet about the Nuggets trying to chase Kyle Lowry, uh, who seems to be clearly the best point guard left on the market. George yeah, but you can't do a, it. If you're going to add Millsap, you can't add Lowry. Like, I mean, I well, guess you but can you know, with you sign could, and trade. Exactly. You could, you could sign and trade with the Hawks, possible. and they're open to that. Yeah, we have to trade with somebody, man. We have like what nineteen players right now. Like, come on. <laughs> we're gonna we got a meeting with Paul Paul Millsap. Evan, who do you if you were thinking about? Um, what do you think? Would, you, would is that something you would do? Say you 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 could sign a guy like Kyle Lowry, Lowry and Paul Millsap, and maybe you send maybe you send Wilson Chandler and Kenneth Fareed back because that was kind of what you would need to clear out some salary uh, to do it. Is that something you would you would do? Yeah, I think I would do that. I think I mean at this point, if you want to stay competitive, uh, they have to do something big. They have to make any sort of splash they can. And I don't think it has to be just like people on Twitter all freaking out that it's all reactionary and whatnot. I don't think it has to be. I think they can still make good moves and without getting rid of you know the young core that everyone's rightfully obsessed about. Uh, I think I don't see anything wrong with putting in veteran players like that who are going to make an impact and make Denver competitive. Right, and and here's the thing, and I think we've talked about this on the pod uh, before. Is it's really about getting these guys on on, on the, co- the it, more so than the money. It's the length of the contract that really is important. Uh, Ryan, I know you've you've kind of been an advocate of that. Kind of talk us through why why it's so important that the Nuggets probably keep people on three year maximum of like three year deals. Well, especially with a guy like Paul Millsap, you're talking about somebody who's 32 years old, and as he ages, he's, he hasn't exactly aged well at this point right now, and you can already see a little bit of decline. If you're talking about paying a guy like that $39, 40000000 million in his last year of his contract when he's 36, then that's unlikely to be a very valuable contract from the Nuggets' perspective, and maybe they're not worried about that, but... As a as somebody who would love to be able to manipulate the salary cap, I I don't think that that's a deal that could ever be moved. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just it, man. You'd be you'd be pretty stuck with it. Um, 
My fear, my fear though, is that the Nuggets are going to be somewhat. I know what you're saying, Evan, about them, about people talking about them being reactionary, and I don't think going after a guy like Paul Millsap is necessarily reactionary. Look, the Nuggets have been going after him for a while. That's no secret. Uh, what I'm worried though is they're going to maybe reactionary in order to ensure they get him. Uh, I already saw somebody tweeting out saying the Nuggets got to make sure that that Paul Millsap doesn't leave. Denver tomorrow, which he's, he's, of course, that's been come out now that Millsap will meet with the Nuggets tomorrow. Um, they're saying, you know, if he doesn't, they better not let him leave Denver tomorrow to go to Phoenix because they'll never get him back. So I worry that they're going to, they're going to give him four years starting at $34.65 million. Um, and then yeah, 5% up. That would, that would be a bad move. I don't right. think it's going to happen. I don't think that is going to be what the ending deal is going to be. We've we've seen with with other guys like Blake Steele is uh his max like the value on that deal is thirty four million overall, and I think that they would use that as a uh, as a barometer for something like Millsap. Like I don't think it's going to get up into the high thirties, low forties. I think we're probably going to see something if the Nuggets were to were to sign him. Uh, at around thirty million. Around thirty. I would, well, I would take all. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's better than paying Gallo twenty. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Dan, what about you? Would you you would you pay Paul Millsap thirty a season? Yeah, I'm okay with that. The Nuggets have a lot of cap space, and Millsap's a really good player. So, I mean, obviously, it creates a little bit of. A log jam at power forward, but you can always just play, you know, like Jamal Murray and then four power forwards. <laughs> Let's roll with it. Four power forwards. So I want to, I want to inter, interject once again. This is, this is not anything shocking, but it, well, the number is shocking. Uh, Woj now just tweeting out Steph Curry signed a five year, $201 million deal with Golden State. I, I don't believe I have to look it up to say that is the largest. That's the record ever signed in the yep. NBA. Who, man, worth it. So, uh, Gordon, how do the how do the Warriors pay all these guys now? I mean, because they got to pay Kevin Durant too. Like, are we seeing? I, I is this like the start of of Clay Thompson? Maybe the end of Clay Thompson? I think at Golden State because he's the first guy who's going to now expire after these deals. Well, look, man. First off, it depends who cares about the salary cap, like. If your owner is gonna is willing to charge people who come to the um, stadium two thousand dollars a seat and they pay it because they're all in freaking Golden State and they moved in it from Oakland, like if all the tech guys are gonna pay it, then yeah, man, they they got more money than you'd think. Like they can charge whatever the hell they want for their defending defending championships. Um, so I don't I think for them, if you're rolling in money, you're building your own stadiums, you're doing your own thing. I'm not sure that um, immediately you're all that worried about the cash. If you want the glory, you pay it. Like, that's, uh, yes, Clay Thompson's probably the first guy out, you know, but obviously they just traded a second to shore up their interior defense. They can probably get another shooter for pretty pretty cheap if they need one. Like, it won't be Clay, but he doesn't have to be Clay for it still to work. I mean, all these shots are going to be open. What does he care? I, I do yeah. think that. Uh... Well, Sean Livingston also has re-signed with the Golden State Warriors right. for like a $24 million over three years, I think. Yep. And this this probably this means that Andre deal. Iguodala will not be re-signing with the Golden State Warriors because, yeah, they're going to be paying the luxury tax, but like, 
as they start getting into the repeater tax, like one million is three million. So if you have a twenty million dollar contract, right. that's sixty million dollars. So I I think it's unlikely that Iguodala is going to be coming back to Golden State, but I'll probably be wrong. So I want to I want to I want to sh- because I wanted to I, I was I've been always I've been. Uh, just been trolling Nuggets Twitter a lot lately, I guess. Masochist. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know why why I get into these things, but I, w- I was thinking how I wanted to write about how Andre Iguodala would be such a good fit with the Nuggets, and they should they should really go after him. But I think I bring back the mole. Bring back the mole because he's a perfect fit for what they're doing. Um, I want to have mole night. Back. We can have, we could put out like twenty thousand mole hats. It would be amazing. <laughs> t-shirts even. We could do t-shirts this time what, instead of. What's like, the mole told to bring him back? And Get only break. only five hundred of those T-shirts will be picked up. Yeah. <laughs> Two hundred of which will be burned. Um, but the, I mean, you know, I want to. I, he would be, just be a good fit, man. I, I I wouldn't be opposed to it. And nobody's left. Nobody has left really, other than Fareed. He's the only kind of guy who's left from that era uh, when all that stuff went down. I mean, George Carl's long gone. So Wilson Chandler and we're still here. Yeah, did Chandler? Yeah, it's for a right. minute. Did pl- you, I, it's you always never know. You have to think back. Like, did Chandler play that season? Did he not? Which which one was it? Was it, which which one of them was out? Was Chandler out or was Gallo out? Was no, no, was Gallo. Well, the mold. They neither of them were out. That's why it was a good season. And then well, yeah, but, Gallo pulled his knee out. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But we digress. Um, I want to I want to step back actually into George Hill a little bit because it kind of looks like. Uh, and Evan, I'm going to go to you. Okay, so the Nuggets are going to get a meeting with Paul Millsap tomorrow. They're also going to—they've reached out with George George Hill. They're only one of two teams to do so. The other being the New York Knicks. If oh George Hill and Paul Millsap are so obvious, you would think the Nuggets have the advantage there, right? Yeah. If George Hill and Paul Millsap are the two signings, is that a good off or at least a good start to what the Nuggets should be doing next season? Uh. I think it. I mean, definitely depends on what you sign Millsap for, because um, there's no question that he's a good fit. George Hill, yeah. I think, you know, he. I think he'd also be a good fit at point guard. But again, I think, you know, I think it all depends on you know the the contract numbers, because he'd certainly be an upgrade over Jameer Nelson and Moutier. <laughs> right. right. And Murray. Well, I, and Murray. Well, so, yeah. Okay. Well, that's so. That's the question, Ryan. Um, do you do you want George Hill over the the chance to develop Murray as a starting point guard? I mean, I'm I'm okay with it either way. I can see the argument for why people don't want it, but in the new, you're you're trying to compete with these teams in the NBA, and we don't have to pay Jamal Murray for another three years. Yep. Why are we wasting that time? by trying to develop these guys and and keep the cap clear with 60 million free cap space for the next three seasons like the the reason the cap is here is as is though it, it can be used and if they're not using it then honestly they're developing a bad reputation with players because they know that they won't get paid here yeah and that um boy they <laughs> I've said this before. The Nuggets have a lot of other stuff, I think, that works against them when it comes to attracting free agents. Because, look, they're still not a beach city. They're not a major populous center like a Los Angeles or Chicago or New York. Um, so take what you can get. 
Right, exactly. And, and don't you can't low you're you're kind of lowballing them on a lot of the other stuff, so you kind of have to Don't chisel, man. You can't chisel. Yeah. Like that's when you get a good deal and you're like, "Well, it's perfect." Well, then you can't you can't fight for the last dime and be like, "Well, I, I know you're perfect for us, but I don't want to pay full price. I still want to get, you know, I still want sale price." You can't right. do that. Like there's only so many teams, there's only so many you know, whatever, and there's only so many guys, honestly, that are available that can help you. And if you chisel, um, you wind up not being able to uh, make those things happen. You can't get the trade you needed. All of a sudden, the guy who would have come here now won't come here. All of your current players are wondering why you're $10 million under the salary floor, you know, during the season instead of helping them. You say you're going to help them to the playoffs, but you don't pay any money for it. You know, you want to go for the playoffs, but you're busy... Like signing and trading and signing and trading and, you know, cutting and re-signing and just to try to get a couple extra million bucks in your pocket, which doesn't go back to the team. Like, that's not a good look, man. you got to – if you're going to be a competitor, you better pay. You Those guys compete. They want to win. They spend, you know, every waking moment in the gym, and you're like, well, I'm not sure it's worth my money to help you out. That's You don't want to be known for that. That is bad. Right. You don't want to be sterling. That's a bad way to be. I totally forgot right. about that that Mo Williams saga where they yeah. were going back and forth in between the Philadelphia 76ers trying to claim his money off of like waivers and it was it was just embarrassing to be frank like you're competing with the Philadelphia 76ers for a guy who's never going to suit up for you like just stop <laughs> <laughs> something it's just some something really weird from Nate Timmons he's saying that I don't know if he's joking, yeah, but he, he... Did you see uh, that? The Woj thing, the FaceTime? Yeah, the so the Nuggets are trying to FaceTime with Woj? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well, at, uh, least the, at least the Nuggets... Well, he's online. You know, at least Josh... At least the Cronkies spring fry phones for their staff. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you you would hope, maybe, if they're, if they're trying to talk to Woj, maybe they're trying to tell him, hey, we just... Maybe they're trying to ask him for advice. I'm not sure what we should do, Woj. <laughs> What's going on, man? Yeah. The, mes- the message button is right next to the FaceTime one. You know, maybe they just hit the wrong button. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, Drew, I mean, George Hill, like, I mean, seriously, to go back to the rumors, if you're going to go to George Hill, George is a really good player. Um, I'm not sure that I like his health situation, but we love Gallo and Chandler and everybody else. So, obviously, we don't care about, you know, necessarily healthy players. And, uh, he has a ton of health here, uh, Gary Dallas. Harris. But um, here's the thing, though. So, so you could. I think. I think with you would have to. You'd have to do a sign and trade though. Then with Millsap, if you're signing George yes. Hill, especially because you got to figure that they're going to hold. They're at least going to keep the cap hold right now on Mason Plumley. Um, How much is they, that? Six. Say what? It's How much six. is that cap hold? Six. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just under offer. six. It's just under six, six million. So, but hmm. if so, if you renounce you renounce Gallo, um, that puts it what like right at like sixty. They have. They though because they've already renounced Gallo, which which totally makes sense. Of course, um, you're not going to give Gallo a five year max despite his <laughs> <laughs> his his hopes otherwise. Um, but um, so okay, so you renounce Gallo, you you hold on to the cap hold of Plumley, which is six. I think that puts them right at sixty. One of you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but right right in that that spot. That sounds right. 
Like, uh, just I'm based not, on what we're doing. Yeah, that right. <laughs> yeah. we're we're consensus. It's late, on it. man. I'm not. I don't have the spreadsheets open. Yeah. Sorry. Fair enough. Did you? Were you asking about their salary for next season? I'm saying where they're at right now on the cap. Hold on. Let me take out Millsap's number. They are at $64,911,432. Hey, Dan has Dan's got it down. Dan's yep. got a spreadsheet. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so $64 million, I mean, basically, yeah, right now as it stands, a Paul Millsap, if your contract point is going to put you right up against the cap, certainly not enough to fit in George Hill as well. Um so you've got to you've got to do a sign and trade. Got to sign and trade, and you, you, I mean they wanted to. We were talking about doing um, Fareed for Millsap at the deadline anyway, or rather last year. Like we been, that was they've the been rule. talking about that for yeah. like two years. Yeah, yeah, that was that was last summer before um, Horford went to Boston. the The idea was Fareed was going to go to um, Atlanta and Millsap would come here. So I still assume that that's something involved in the framework just for the money. Like you've got to, you've got to play move. the same position. So. They play the same position, and Fareed's not going to be hugely happy on the bench. So yeah, that's and the something Nuggets have, have like at least fifteen seventy-five power forwards on the yeah. <laughs> on the roster. So well, that that uh, sign and trade would make a lot of sense. Um, I I don't think the I don't think the CV allows that though. Like if if the Nuggets were to do that, they could sign Millsap and then just trade. Freed back to the Hawks because the Hawks would have the cap space and it would create a trade exception for the Hawks. And they may actually prefer to do that or a trade exception for the Nuggets. For the Nuggets. So yeah. it, it, the Nugget, that might actually work out better. So it's, it's like a sign and trade, but it's not right, a sign. Right, right. But they, but they, but they, separate transactions, basically. It's, it's a sign yeah. then trade. Oh, hey, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Grammar. Exactly. There you go. Trademark, right? 2017. Um, so, see, when... I, what do you guys think George Hill's value is going to be on the open market? Because we're talking about a, we're talking about two teams in the Knicks and the Nuggets who are likely to court him, and we're talking about Jeff Teague who just earned I think it was three fifty seven. Yeah. So if that's a, that's a nineteen million annually, would you give that to George Hill? I think it's pretty yeah. fair market value. Yep. I think so too. Yeah. I think that's 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 one of those things where if you're if you're going to go with a point guard rotation of George Hill, Jamal Murray, and then Monty Morris as your third guy, and then you're trading away Jameer Nelson and Emmanuel Mudiay, hopefully Emmanuel Mudiay gets you something back. Not really thinking that much of Jameer Nelson, but that's that's a point guard rotation that I can go with. Like I'm I'm very I would be very pleased with that rotation. Hmm. Yeah, I mean I. I've... Again, I come back to the length. It's it, it's all about the length for me. I mean, if uh, sure, if it's it's let's just go with the same contract then. Three years, fifty-seven right. million. Same Perfect. contract works for me. If I can get both those guys for three years, in three years you have all that stuff roll over, so that you can go ahead and put um, uh, Wancho in theory if he's still if he's worth the contract, and Murray if he's worth the contract. You'll have the cash for them if they're not worth it. Then you have money to go get somebody else. That's exactly what you want. For sure. Yeah. So, what's that? There, I wonder what the tax line is at now. I think I saw it, and it was like right around, like one twenty-five. I thought it was one nineteen. One nineteen. I think it was one nineteen. Yeah. So, they would. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's at a one nineteen point two six six million. 
Right. Everybody, so 119, they probably would not. Well, they would get close, man. They're going to get close to touching that if they were to get both. If they were, they'll, they'll hit the tax line if they get Millsap, Hill, and then they re up Plumley. And they re up Plumley, yeah. Well, it just depends on what you can get Plumley for. I would think that they would try and wait out his market because if you can get Millsap, then you're talking about he's a guy who could play a small ball five roll off of the bench in certain lineups. So it's it makes a guy like Mason Plumley a little bit a touch less valuable and necessary. Right, but see, here's the thing though: if you give George Hill 19, you give Millsap. Let's say you give him right around 30. Uh, that's 49 plus 64. You're already at 113 right there. So yeah, but you've got to you've got to drop Farid out like that's. Oh yeah, that's true. You're right. You got to. Yeah, right. So we're we're already, we're already dropping guys. Yeah. Also in this, in this in this hypothetical scenario, you're also trading away Nelson and Moutier. Right. I think, yeah, because that fills that, that that frees up the rest of George Hill's contract. You're right. So right. So George George Hill's contract is basically a wash. You're right. So you're just basically. Um, it's just Millsap. Yeah. It's just Millsap and then Plumlee's re-up. All right. So that gets you what is it, Evan, what does that what does that get you? Like a six seed in the West? it puts you up there. I mean it depends on how the execution goes, how the coaching goes. But I think on paper <laughs> yeah. not that seems, subtle statement. That seems better than the Minnesota Timberwolves though. I would I would take it over the T Wolves for what they've got right now. I mean, they're still trying to add other guys, but over what they've got right now, I would take that lineup over Minnesota. Hot taking it. All right, so George, so George Hill, Jeff Teague, that's a wash. Um, shooting guard. Who's, who's, Jim Hill's better than Teague, but injury-wise, I get what you're saying. All right, so Hill, we'll, okay, we'll give slight advantage to Hill over Teague, but then definitely advantage Butler over Harris. Um, Wiggins versus, who's playing small forward for this team? Wilson, Wilson Chandler. 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 No, because we're trading. You, you still got you. You still got Wilson Chandler. Unbelievable. All right. That's Wilson even. Chandler, yeah, Andrew Wiggins. That's a pretty even. Um, power forward is the Millsap versus Gorgie Jang. Yeah, so that's definitely advantage Nuggets. Yep. Uh, and then Jokic Towns, which is a wash. should be even. Yeah. And then Jokic. when you talk about their bench, and we have more of a bench, yeah, the, 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 yeah, we, yeah, the Nuggets oh, have more yeah. of a bench than the Minnesota Nets. Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Wancho Hernan Gomez, and Mason Plumley off the bench—that's a a major win. Yeah, that's true. That's a tough team, and Darrell Arthur. Don't forget. <laughs> oh, how could I forget Darrell Arthur? Plus Tower Lydon, plus, uh, plus Trey Wiles, and Trey Lyles. Oh, Trey! All of our other power <laughs> forwards. Insert yeah. power forward to be named later. Oh, right. Man. What the heck are they gonna do? That's true. They so they they gotta get rid of. They've gotta get rid of at least two of those guys, right? So yep. if, if you're making Fareed in the signing trade, you gotta at least add Lyles or Leiden or Darrell or someone. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's fine. Who cares? I mean I think <laughs> yeah. I, so it's I, that's why I didn't. I wasn't gonna say Darrell because you figure you yeah you tell them Atlanta. All right, we'll give you Fareed and pick one of these three guys. Um. You almost need a man. You almost need to sign. I don't know if they could sign and trade. You think they do a, a big time like Clippers sign and trade where they add, uh, you know, where they give them like all these guys to give them Nelson, Moutier. Uh, Please take all my junk. Yeah, Wiles sure. and Fareed. <laughs> yeah, like, there you go. Well, that's what I would do for Otto Porter. That's for sure. Yeah, right? that. It's, so let's talk about that, Dan. I'll go to you. But kind of a bummer, right? It sounds like that. No matter what, Washington is going to uh, is gonna hold on to Otto Porter. Uh, it's, it sounded like that even if, if somebody were to give him a max, they would 
Um, they would bear down and do it. Do you think is it, is it bluffing, just trying to get nobody to offer him a max, or do you do you believe him? No, I think I think that they'll give him the max um, because they can resign him without him counting against the caps, their cap sheet, their open cap space. Um, they can afford to give him the max. The rumor was that they were going to try to sign and trade Otto Porter to Indiana for Paul George, but I I never really thought that that was going to work. And right. now Paul George is with Oklahoma City, so I think that there's just there's no way that Washington doesn't match that because they're going to want to compete in the in the Eastern Conference, and it should be pretty easy for them to get a top four seed. Yeah, I, I mean, there it's it's really wide open now with Paul George uh, off the table for the, the the crazy Boston rumors, right? That they're going to add Paul George and Gordon Hayward, which didn't make a lot of sense because you're like, well, they kind of play the same position, so they'd better add they had better add Gordon Hayward now if they if they go to next season and they haven't used any of these assets on anybody and they didn't add any free agents that are that are serious, they're going to be in trouble. They better yeah, tank. They are getting. Uh, they're already getting a ton of flack from it. Yeah, to be honest with you guys, I think they'll be all right. I mean, they got Terry Rozier, so. Rozier, oh well, yeah, that, that's very true. <laughs> that's all they need. They're good to go. No, it's it's yeah. They're they're a middling team. I mean, unless some unless like a guy like Jalen Brown makes a, a giant leap, or you know, Jason Tatum turns out to be better than I think most people expect. Well, I mean, there's only um, four teams in the East now, so I mean, seriously. Like, how many guys, how far under 500 is the East going to be if that doesn't change right now? Like, which, what, are, what are the four teams in the East? It's Cleveland, Washington, who are the other two? It's got to be Boston. Boston. Toronto. Boston. Yeah, I think and you're talking Toronto. Those are four. Maybe Milwaukee. There you and, go. Uh, Milwaukee Milwaukee would be five for me, yeah. yeah. You guys, you think Toronto, but they're going to lose Kyle Lowry. Uh, yeah, they are, but they're still going to, I mean, there's no one else in the East. Like, yeah, they could drop 20 games and still be in the playoffs. Come on. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, but I wouldn't be a top four team in the East. Philadelphia. Evan. <laughs> Evan coming in with the hot takes. I like it. I like it. Why not? Um, <laughs> the the Dwight Howard Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dwight Howard Actually, Revival. That's true. They they really underperformed yeah, the this Horn, year. Yeah, the Hornets. Yeah, that's true. Story. And they they just got Malik Monk off the bench. So I mean, he's probably not going to be ready. Don't get me wrong, but like that team could certainly bounce back. Like Marvin Williams had a down year. Cody Zeller was injured for half of the year. I mean, Frank Kaminsky sucks, but maybe it gets a little bit better. So <laughs> I don't know. I I can I can see them at least like making up one of the bottom half seeds. If Joe Ingles takes that deal with Orlando, you better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, why? Why? I mean, uh, why? I I can't. Why would anybody? Why would Joe Ingles want to sign with Orlando? I mean, I guess the money. Four million dollars. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been to Universal it's... Studios? I mean, fun. <laughs> Disney it World. Is, it, is, it is awesome. Um, so I want to touch here now on on a Woj, uh, another report. So J.J. Redick is not, he says he is not coming back to the Clippers. Uh, and now that Minnesota, very aggressive in their pursuit. Uh, Ryan, is, is is that the shooter that Minnesota needs to, to complete their build? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're talking about a team that could go small and play Jeff Teague, J.J. Redick, Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler, and Carl Anthony Towns. That's a pretty good team, and especially in today's NBA, you're talking about 
like all of those guys who can actually shoot now. And like I, there are so many different problems with a guy like Ricky Rubio, uh, especially when trying to com- complete a solid offense. And you take him out and you replace him with Jeff Teague, who can shoot at least a little bit more and has a little bit more gravity. And you then J.J. Redick, who would probably be coming off the bench initially. Yeah. Like, I mean, he wouldn't start, I don't think. But no, because otherwise you'd have to bench Wiggins or Butler. No, I mean, you would bench Gorgie Jang, I would guess, and you would just oh, go yeah. small. Um, that's a good point. But, like, that's that's a good move for them, and especially if it continues to weaken the Clippers. Like, And if it, it seems like the Clippers are not going to be going back to the playoffs anytime soon. Because they're they're still capped out, like they're not, they're they have no flexibility to bring back anybody else other than JJ Redick. So, what are they going to do? So, pay JJ Redick, I guess. They're like, gonna they're gonna play and they're gonna play. What is Austin Rivers the new starting point guard now? For oh. no, it's it's Patrick Beverly. But uh, oh, that's true. They got Bev. Yeah, they got but, Bev. But knowing Doc good. Rivers, Austin, knowing Doc Rivers, Austin, yeah, <laughs> thirty five minutes a game for Austin. We're gonna we're gonna turn, turn play, him into an all star. Yeah, play the guys who make the most money. That's that's Doc Rivers' mantra, and that would almost certainly be Austin Rivers. Uh, all right. So <laughs> Frank. So Frank Isola. <laughs> I I could really get into Doc Rivers, but um, Frank Isola says source close to free agent Paul Millsap says Denver and Minnesota. God, wait. Where freaking Minnesota, man? I tell you what, I have a they don't, they don't have they don't they don't have the the cap room for for Millsap if that's what they're saying. How would they? Yeah, but yeah, exa- that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, how do they? They have would, to move uh, Gorgie Dang. That's that's they, they would, have to move him. Yeah, they would well, probably so orchestrate trade, right? a sign and trade. Yeah, that also includes future picks. Who would? Uh, who's a big? I'm trying to think. Who's the big? Who's the big salary left on Minnesota? Dang. On load is it? Is it Jang? How much are they paying yeah. him? Like fifteen a year or something. Like he signed that deal. Oh, that's he right. got he's, a he's, a four fifty four contract. Right. So he's making a decent chunk. That would clear them enough. They have like about fifteen million in cap space right now, after signing um, uh, after signing Teague. So if you got rid of um, of Jang's contract, then then you're checking at about thirty, which would be about what Millsap would need. All right. Man. So so they then would then obviously would be out of the running for JJ uh, Redick at that point. Uh, I don't think they would care at that point. I think the BI. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, like, well, they can't going? shoot, but it's cool. Like they'll make it it's, work. Yeah, because it, then it is get man. I'm telling you, it's gonna get it, that's Millsap and Butler. Um, I would be so pissed. I'm not gonna with, lie. Like just with, just the with amount Carl of Carl like, Anthony Towns, yep. George Hill, and Andrew Wiggins, and Tom Thibodeau coach, coaching them. One way or another, I guarantee you they'll figure the defense out. And that is a that is a long and athletic and he's yeah, gonna grind them to dust. But before I, he does, they'll think, be good. I don't think we have to worry about George Hill going to Minnesota though, because yeah, no, like diff- yeah. George Hill would crumble into dust. <laughs> 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 that is uh, that is a fair uh, a fair assessment from Dan. All right, tell you what, guys, let's. I want to go ahead and, and get to the break here quick. So um, let's do that uh, real quick. And we were saying George Hill, but it's actually Jeff Teague with the Timberwolves. But whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> gonna, we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll come right back. We've all been there. When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. 
The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family-owned and operated business that serves the front range, and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate, and he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. Stiffs here. I want to tell you about one of my favorite artists from right here in Denver, Colorado, and that's Porter Laurie. You're listening to his single, Escape My Skin, right now, and if you're liking what you're hearing, his album, Hell or High Water, is available on iTunes. Also, you can check out his website, porterlaurie.format.com. That's P O R T E R L O R I dot format.com. Give him a listen. back into the pickaxe podcast we are doing the crazy free agent special it is now right about oh 12 40 eastern july 1st over there uh in the nba Wait. right now we're i say the only person who's eastern though is ryan but um ryan, anyway, stays, so, ryan stays up to the odd hours of the morning anyway so it doesn't really matter <laughs> just uh just a podcast um ryan's also the ninth seed <laughs> uh, so we have got Ryan Blackburn, Daniel Lewis, Gordon Gross, Evan Fiala. We're all here. We're trying to make. We're just kind of winging this podcast, but it's been fun so far. Um, so much big news is already. We've already tried to get into uh, Paul George getting traded. Um, one guy though we haven't talked about too much yet is Chris Paul getting traded to the Houston Rockets. Evan, does that make the Chris Paul-James Harden pairing, one, does it make sense? Two, where do you see Houston falling as far as seed now in the playoffs? 
I think, you know, right off the bat, it doesn't make a whole ton of sense. Both guys, you know, they need the ball in order to play well. James Harden made the move to point guard, and he was nearly an MVP this this past year. So, you know, from from that standpoint, it doesn't make a ton of sense. But then the more you, the more I've had to think about it, I think it, they're going to be totally okay. They've got two, you know, really, really, really good players. They'll figure it out. They got Mike D'Antoni, who's an incredible offensive coach. Um, I think I don't know how legit this is, but I read somewhere that Harden said he'd be fine playing off the ball again, and if he buys into that, then I think they're still going to be really good. I don't really see them dropping a whole lot in terms of the seeding, even though, I mean, they they did lose quite a bit of their depth, but uh, I still see them as a top-four team in the West. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, they were, what, they were the three-seed um, last year, right? Yeah. No. No? No, was it? No, they San Antonio weren't. was the three seed, and they were the two. No, the, the Houston was the three. San Antonio the two. Oh, okay, that's how it went out. Uh, and yeah. the Clippers yeah, were the three. four, and Utah the five. Yeah, yeah. Three, that's right. So, I mean, you would think then they they would be naturally the the two seed um, now because San Antonio is still just kind of San Antonio. I don't know. They're up, they're upgrading a point guard, moving from uh, Tony Parker to Patty Mills. <laughs> that is true. There, that is an interesting thing. Cause I don't. I does anybody know it? I mean, he's, I guess Tony Parker though says he's going to be ready to go when the season starts. So um, Popovich is going to be ready to play him off the bench. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe you know he did, he did it to Manu. He's it's it's. Um, it, it also looks like Rudy Gay might be headed there. Rudy Gay to San Antonio. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, well, he'll I probably mean, so be an all-star. He... Like, I mean, it's it's pop. What do you want from me? I mean, the, if there's any, me? if there's anything that Rudy Gay is going to do, it's going to score, and that would that would definitely free up a little bit of opportunity for them to move Lamarcus Aldridge. That's kind of what I was thinking, and then yeah. maybe yeah, that that's a team you might play small with. Uh, where you got oh, yeah. Patty Patty Mills, and the, well, who's playing shooting guard now? If they're going to Danny gonna Green, keep, is he just hang on to Danny Green? Hope so. Uh, He's good. Yeah, no, I, I know they were some rumors. No, but I think there were some rumors about them maybe tra- trading uh, him um, around draft time. Yeah, yeah. But, they, but even still, they could roll with the. Uh, I know they did this against the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs, where they went without a point guard, and they played Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Jonathan Simmons. If they put Rudy Gay in there, and then they could have. A center, like that's not a bad lineup. Pau Gasol, who's probably still gonna, yeah, Pau Gasol's be, probably gonna come back. Them. I would, I would assume he would. I'm not sure what else he's. Or they could go get, they could go get somebody off of the market, somebody who's looking to try and win a ring, buy a ring a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could definitely see them going for. I mean, There's... rehashing the David West thing or something akin to that. I'll just say this: whoever, whatever free agent signs out, I think is pretty dumb. Because if you're if you're trying to buy a ring, you better sign with Golden State. <laughs> I don't know who else is gonna, who, where else you're gonna get one. Yeah, it all. I mean, that all depends, though. If if Georgia winds up going to the Spurs, for instance, um, and then you get you can they can move Aldridge for someone else. You've got the Spurs look pretty good against Golden State. Um, all you're looking for is a Golden State injury, man. Like. 
you know, somebody pulls a hamstring or twists an ankle or pulls out a knee, and it's wide open if you're at the top of the West. It's not wide open if you're in the middle of the West, but if you're at the top of the West, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that, that, that's very true. All right, so I'm telling you, I, this, this George Hill thing not dying, guys. Now, Ian Begley from ESPN. Denver has reached out to George Hill since free agency period started, but Knicks have not. Yet, per league sources, Denver has serious interest in Hill, but would need to create cap space to sign the point guard. The club can do that by letting Danilo Gallinari walk in free agency. Uh, The Knicks have also strong interest in Hill and need a veteran point guard to pair with rookie point guard Frank... Tilakina. Neil Kina. (laughs) Neil Kina. Kina. All right, there we go. Uh, New York would also need to move some salary case faster for Hill. So obviously, oh, the Nuggets have to create caps cap space with Danilo Gallinari. That's uh, yeah, but they don't. Much. Like they just have to not resign him. It's right, it's, exactly. Yeah. Um, it, I thought it would have been juicier if he hadn't added that tidbit because then you'd think, figure, well, they have the cap space, so they must be planning. But I mean, clearly, clearly, this is the plan, right? Clearly, uh, Tim Connolly's plan is to get try and get Paul Millsap and and George Hill in in Denver to pair with. Probably Gary Harris, um, Wilson Chandler, and, and Nicole Jokic in the starting lineup. Well, his plan is not to give up any assets to do it. So he tried to get Bledsoe. That didn't work. He tried to get Butler. That didn't work. I don't think it's specific on people. He wants two all-stars or borderline all-stars, preferably one who can play forward and one who plays point guard. And, and he's going to wrap the rest of the, the lineup around it. And that's not a bad plan. He just keeps whiffing. Like, that, yeah. the, the plan itself is okay, but he better land these guys. Otherwise, I don't know who the hell he's going to add. Like, I don't know where it's going to go after that. Luke and Bob yeah. Mute, baby. Yeah, Bob Mute. Ben Udrich. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Adam is so fond of. <laughs> Didn't the, the Nuggets, I believe, once have, have tried to sign Bob Mute, and they, uh, I think he got matched wherever he was. That was but that was back in the Ujiri days. Um... Try to see if there's any other, any other sweet, juicy rumors out there. JJ Redick to Philadelphia. I yeah, I did see that. Now that was that would be interesting. Is he that is that maybe one of the few places he's he's still starting? Because who do they have as shooting guard? Nick Stauskas. Nick Stauskas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he would be a great fit there. Like that's that's, that's probably true. the best fit for JJ Redick that you can get. Yeah, it looks like they're only offering him one year though. Well, I think I think what they just, might be thinking there, but it's kind of weird because you don't want to start them right away. But they, they, I saw a rumor earlier about Firkin Corkmaz um, that they might, they uh, might bring Firkin. him over. Are you going to have to bleep that out? Firkin Corkmaz. Who's Corkmaz? Firkin Corkmaz and the Firkin 76ers. But so maybe that's why I I don't know I'm just I'm just spitballing here and they got Luau too right who's who's I like Tima, I like Timate that's um so I maybe they don't want to get too locked in there but you guys are right and I think I think you get JJ Redick a I mean he's a he's a veteran guy who at least knows what it takes to get to the playoffs and and it'd be played with a guy like Chris Paul who's I mean you know the work ethic and the um the the way they approach every day is something that he could he could take to this young team and, and and that's really where the Sixers are at right now I mean right you've got all this young talent but they really have 
they have zero veterans to teach these guys what it takes to win in the league, um, from a player perspective at least. So I like it. I mean, it'd be it would be it would be a good signing. I'm with you guys. Well, because then you can then you can put a guy like Jamal Murray into a sixth man role, and he can play next to George Hill and next to Gary Harris, and he would still have those same duties that he would, like, in, as a good combo guard next to Nikola Jokic. Like you're you're talking about a guy who then is able to develop against a little bit lesser competition off the bench still, but he's still given a little bit more responsibility. Yeah. That that's true. I I just know, man. I I just know the argument out that's going to be out there. The minute the minute the Nuggets slip up, uh, it's going to be uh, everybody's the take is oh I can't believe they signed George Hill. They should just be playing Jamal Murray starting. He'll still get Murray will still get his minutes when George Hill has his toe problems again this year. That's and that's kind of true. you know he's he'll, he's going to miss games. It's not like he's playing eighty two games. <laughs> That's very true, Evan. Let me ask you this: so, but do you think do you think so that Moutier is one of the guys they're going to send out, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Jameer Nelson, so do, probably as well, or at least they would try to. Uh, are you comfortable with them ro- rolling with just George Hill and Jamal Murray as their point guards? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think, I think maybe Morris on too. Yeah, um... Monte Morris is going to be playing in South Dakota for like. He's he's dope though. Season. I think if you're really worried about that, you you can always just keep Jameer around. I mean, or any third string backup. Yeah, like yeah. You, you can mean, you can sign anybody. Like it, it if Jokic is really your first point guard, okay, and then George Hill also brings the ball up and plays when Jokic is not on the court. He runs the offense. Then you're talking about looking for a fourth point guard. Like I don't worry about my fourth point guard. Yeah. Beno Udra, everybody. <laughs> right, Bain exactly. Yeah. As, as, as Adam has, has predicted. You know, you know, I was just thinking about Adam. You know, we better pray, actually. We better pray the Nuggets don't sign anybody right during this podcast. Um, or Otherwise, we're going to have to coordinate live during the podcast which one of us is going to drop out and sign, write the newser. Oh, he's probably going to chew us out when he finds out that we're all hanging out talking <laughs> while he's on a plane <laughs> and nobody's writing like a million of the articles no, right now. He's Nobody's he's tweeting gonna... about how like miserable his plane ride is. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. He's, he's he thinks he's gonna die. Thing. He's just praying. Yeah. Apparently <laughs> it's 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 a lot of uh, a lot of turbulence up there where Adam just wants to get home. So that's, that's right. Well, there's more there's more turbulence down here though. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. So uh, Wancho just tweeted out good start exclamation point smiley face or or you know uh, maybe he's just he's emoji. just happy for his brother to get Ron Baker back. <laughs> that is true. Big signing, breaking news: Ron Baker back with the Knicks. That well, and he may like. It, uh, I mean, he and Ricky Rubio may be friends. Like, I don't know. Like, it's it could be anything. Well, because uh, all those guys, yeah, who who play with overseas? Like, who's on the uh, the Spanish national team? Who did he play with in you know in foreign markets? Like, who made the summer league team? I don't know what he's talking about. Like, is any anything going on in Premier League right now? <laughs> this, that could be true. Yeah, maybe Ronaldo is uh, scored a goal or something like that. Um, Gordon, I, I want to digress real quick. Summer league? Anything? Uh, anything you're particularly excited about summer league? Uh, since we don't get press passes, no, no. I mean, um, yeah. 
Hey, no, no, I saw the list. Uh, Adam, Adam did get a press pass. Adam got his press pass. Yay! Very cool. He was gonna, he was gonna light some people up for that. So that's a good thing. <laughs> no, I uh, like summer week, man. I just want to see him play. I love the. I this is one of those weird dichotomies where I yell at the Nuggets uh, about not getting their veteran situation right, and then I adore watching all of the kids like play any minutes they can possibly get. So right. you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Beasley out there with, um, with uh, Wancho for a while. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some of the new draft picks. I really want to be able to like Leiden because he's going to be here for a minute. So. I want to see him play and trying to get behind that. I want to see Monte Morris because I like him. There's a couple of defensive um, international players they brought in, so I thought that was interesting. Um, and we'll see how it goes, man. Like, there's summer league is one of those things where you don't expect anybody to make it, but you know when you see somebody splash there, it's kind of fun. That's what we saw with Jokic. So, yeah. and Jimmer, and Jimmer and never Jimmer. forgets. Pow. Oh. oh. Yeah, I remember that was last season, right? We had to deal yeah. with that. Yep. Uh, that, that All the Jimmer people. Oh, yeah. The purity yeah, in July when people were like, is Jimmer going to make the roster? Oh, I'd take Jimmer, definitely. And I'm like, I'd take uh, Jimmer over I... Murray. Remember those? Those were great. Yeah. <laughs> right. and I, was like, I was like, I will bet you any amount of money Jimmer no, is not going to make this roster. No one's as bad as the people out in Utah though, who still think he's like the best scorer ever. They're like, yeah. oh, they, just, they can't stop talking about it. I never understood. Like, if he's really that good, he would be in the NBA. Like, the market dictates itself in this league. Exactly. You know, it just it blows my mind. But he's fun to yeah. watch. He was fun to watch. Evan was right. He was ready ground zero of the, the Jimmer mania. Uh, that's funny. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about I'm, – I'm excited to – I was kind of talking about this you guys, these guys earlier. So I'm excited, excited about Radicevich um, and, and just seeing if he, can, if he can do it, if he can pull it off. Um, because I, I was, as I was saying, I think he's 22 years old now. The Nuggets have the, the 17 roster spots with the new, the new 16th and 17th spots, which are two-way contracts. Um, if he can't get catch on with them like that at this point, I just don't know that. I think he might be. That ship might have been sailed, but he actually had a decent year over there in uh, in Europe. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. I like. I think like all of us. I think about. We're, I'm excited to see Monty Morris. Uh, I guess Tyler Lydon. Dan, I know you're a huge Tyler Lydon fan. So as as your, your Facebook Live reaction, <laughs> he's told a big us. old redneck. <laughs> he's he's no. He's totally Colorado. Like he, he's gonna fit in, uh, fit in right away if he doesn't get dealt to Atlanta. Which is, There's that. Which is always a always a possibility. Um, yeah, see, I'm excited. I'm excited for Tyler Lydon in summer league just to see, like, if he can actually play defense. Um, I'm also curious to see just how he plays man-to-man defense because rebounding is different in his own defense. Yep, switching is different. And I've been watching a lot of film on him, trying to work on an article for Denver Stiffs, and you know, it's different because you know he may have to run from. Down near, you know, down near the baseline, all the way up to the three-point line to contest a three-point shooter, and then switch back. Or he's been playing at center. And if you watched a lot of film of Juancho Hernan Gomez when he was playing with his Spanish ECB team, like yeah, he was everyone, too. everyone was killing Juancho for how poor his defensive numbers were when he was playing for that team. But then you watch the film, and he's playing center, and like right. 
Wancho, Wancho gets bullied by like other small forwards, and like he's playing against these grown men in Spain who are just able to back him down or get rebounds, and like he would get dunked on so many times. I felt so bad for him. And then he comes over to the Nuggets in summer league and in the NBA, and it's like, wow, he's not a he's not a center. He's a small forward, and he he actually is all right at defense. You know, he has the foot speed to keep up with other players. So. Maybe there's something there with Tyler Lydon where it's like, okay, like, hey, like, we're not going to play him as a center in his own defense anymore. Like, he can kind of stick around with these, like, rangy forwards, these rangy right. stretch forwards on the on teams. Like, it, it, I, that's where I think, I think I'm higher on him than anybody else on Denver's tips is because if if the league is transitioning to this, like, stretch four or skilled four thing where, you know, you're power forward is like 6'8", 6'9", 230 pounds, can run around screens, and, you know, isn't going to be much of a, like, offensive rebounding threat, but can get steals, block a couple shots. Like, that's what Tyler Lydon does. They just, you know, people might just look at him and be like, oh, he's a white guy from the, the small town in New York. Like, he's no good. But if he had, he was on Team USA, and maybe there's something there. Yeah, and it's, you know... You gotta trust in Tim Connolly. Yeah, Cam is like guessing. Cam is like guessing the, for the front office, man. Like, I may, I may be really annoyed at how they dropped to their position, but the fact that I had Wyden rated lower than them means I'm probably wrong. Like that, they know what the hell they're doing when it comes to scouting people. Um, I just wish we hadn't thrown away, like dropped all the way down to do it. But uh, there's got to be there's stuff there that I'm not seeing and a fit that I haven't seen yet. So I'm more than happy to see him play, and that's what Summer League's for. Like, go see the guy play next to Wancho and see how it looks. Like, you know, what's the worst that happens? Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. All right. Um, nothing new. So Gordon Hayward just, just uh, Gordon Hayward has been engaged with the Jazz this offseason, working with their trainers. Jazz are confident he will meet, but he will meet with the Jazz last. He's going to meet with the Heat first, then the Celtics, then Utah. Uh, on Monday, Evan, you're uh, you were as we said, right there in in the heart of Utah. What what are your thoughts on Gordon Hayward? Is he going back to Utah, or is he ending up in Miami or Boston? I honestly don't know. Uh, I think there's certainly certain good reasons for him to go to any of those places. Um, obviously, Boston, he'd fit in pretty well. He's got the connection with Brad Stevens, Miami. Uh, yeah great place to live i guess i don't know why else he would go there really um but utah i mean he's the thing that's interesting about him in utah is that he would have the, like the opportunity to you know to kind of be the franchise cornerstone for years to come he would be up there solidified with maybe not quite as up there with like john stockton and carl malone but he'd be kind of right you know pushing to that level in terms of uh, stardom for the team and all that he's done to the to the team and stuff um but you know talking to people back there i was i was there this last weekend um and yeah they are they're worried he's gonna go and i don't blame him because uh you know some of those other destinations seem pretty attractive they're also saying that they that um you know obviously utah can offer him the most money but and, uh, and uh, Quinn Snyder, uh, you know, apparently Hayward really likes Quinn Snyder 
and you know Snyder turned him into an all star. So it's true. You know, you it's see, it's interesting. Well, he's giving guys to close them. Like you have Utah, they're they're meeting him last. So if Utah's yeah. gonna He's going to go see everybody else and then go back to Utah and say, okay, pitch me. I've gotten everybody else's thing. Convince me to stay. And, I, you yeah. know, as far as that goes, if he actually does it, that's pretty – that's that's certainly a nice thing to do for your, your team. They should have the upper hand too. But... Right. Yeah, for what it's worth, it seems like Woj is reporting that the, uh, the Jazz are very confident that they could re-sign him. Like, it seems like he's been training there. He's been working with them during the offseason. My guess is that he's already heard most of their pitch, and he understands what he's going to get from them. And then he'll go to the other teams, see what they say, and then he'll come back and say, all right, these guys are offering this. What are you offering me? Oh, you're trying to underball me? You're trying to undersell me? Okay, I'll leave. But if, if they give him a matching contract or they pay him what he's worth, which is likely the max, then I think that they'll keep him. Yeah, you almost have to pay him the max, right? I mean, there's no other, no other thing you can do there. They better. I think, I think that one thing that might impact it as well as just if if Hayward is trying to assess the the competitive balance in between the Eastern and Western Conference, because the other teams that he's interested in, Miami, Boston, are both Eastern Conference teams. Right. And if he's, you know, he just made the All-Star game as a coach's selection. He didn't get voted in out in the Western Conference and now he's going to have to deal with Paul George and Jimmy Butler, who are also going to be at that small forward position. So if, you know, looking at long-term as well, if he goes out to the Eastern Conference, you know, he might be able to get a couple more all-star games under his belt. That can improve his Hall of Fame candidacy, um, have an impact on the amount of salary that he could make for his career. So I think that, I, I mean, I think that, he can look at Utah and be like, hey, I can be on the Mount Rushmore for Utah Jazz, the Utah Jazz franchise. That'd be pretty cool. Or I can go to Miami and have a great coach in Eric Spolstra, a great culture. You know, Pat Riley knows what it takes to win championships. I can play with um, Hassan Whiteside and Goran, Drog- Goran Drogic in this, like, yeah. fun team. I think, I think Miami is pretty attractive. I think Boston's pretty attractive. I don't have a lot of faith in Hayward going back to Utah. See, yeah, I think you bring up a really good point because, man, the the West is like so brutal now when you think about it. Because, okay, so Oklahoma, I mean, the only team who's going to fall off is if Hayward goes back to Utah. The only teams that are falling off are, are maybe the Clippers. Well, the Clippers are falling off for sure. Um, and then uh, I guess you know Memphis. I mean, Memphis is still talented though. That's the thing. They're they're just the old. Um, but, and then you got you still got the Pelicans in the background, and then you got you got the Nuggets, and now the Timberwolves. Ooh, it's it's I I could see why you'd want to go east because you're right. I mean, that 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 Heat team uh, doesn't stand a chance of making the playoffs in the West, but in the East, uh, they could be the three they, seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a definitely a lot more attractive now, especially like the you know the All Star reasoning there that'll help him a ton make more money in the future. And interesting, before today, I wouldn't have, you know, necessarily agreed with that. But it's kind of funny how quick things change now that everyone's out here. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. Um. It is. It's been nuts, man. It has definitely been one of the more nuts. Uh, 
But uh, like freezes. like Hayward Hayward went from being one of the best small forwards in the Northwest Division. It was like, wow, Kevin Durant's gone. I can be the best small forward in this division. Now he's like third best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. He's dropping. He's dropping fast. Um. Okay, I'm trying to see if there's anything else I want to touch on here because we are getting about. Yeah, we're right, right about at an hour. So we might wrap it up here because it also seems like the news is kind of dying down here a little bit. Uh, we, do we need to talk Gallo at all, or we pass that? Yeah, I mean, well, we could tell. I, I, what 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 is Gallo doing? We we hear things back and forth. Oh, he's Denver is a priority. Denver isn't a priority. Um, it certainly seems like he's not a priority on Denver's end. Uh, Evan, what do you think? So, you know, I, I was able to find the original quote from the thing that came up this morning about him being That's right, the... Evan, let me just say real quick, you speak Italian, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, let's, so let's hear it. All right, so it says, uh, my objective is to remain in Denver, and um, which is why one of my first meetings I'll have will be with them. They have priority. I want to speak with them first to see what they have to say. The Nuggets are my first option. Hmm, all right. That is not what he said two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's probably just covering all his bases, you know. But he's trying to earn an extra ten million. Yeah, we're right, and then it's funny, and then right after that, you hear and Gallo thinks he's worth a max contract. He does yeah, well, say yeah, that yeah. later on, yeah. Yeah, and he said but he knows uh, he knows that the league doesn't seem to think that, so he'll set it for for like four and a hundred, and I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Really? Oh, but then he, he says, okay. he says, I think I'm worth. Uh, you know, max salary, but for me, the objective is more than just money. I want to finish in a an important situation more than just an important contract. That's what he said. Didn't he say something about like the market isn't going to dictate that I earn a max contract or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I know that the market says otherwise, and I won't. Oh, he won't receive max offers. That's what he said. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess he, that makes sense. The question was, do you feel like you're a player worth worthy of a max contract? His response is, yeah, I am, but I don't think the market will dictate that more. You've seen all all of those matchups against Gordon Hayward where he just kind of crapped the bed against Utah. Like, that's that's pretty indicative of where he is as a player. But Utah's Utah's also been, a lot of their, you know, Twitter fans and writers and stuff have been saying if if Hayward walks, they could go after Gallo, too, and they they like that. They could. So, yeah. It would it would yeah. fit without having to really change what they do because he and Hayward are pretty similar players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's not a big change for him either. I mean, he probably he could still really live in Denver and just you know he just during the season he's over there in Utah, but he wouldn't have to. Um, you know, it wouldn't he really wouldn't be going far from his uh, from his current home now. I could see how how it would work for him in there. Um, I don't, and I guess that's the thing too, is, is so I, where does Gallo go? Dan, let me ask you, where, where does Gallo go now? If he's not the Nuggets, now that we, we kind of see him, how, how this, this free agency scene is starting to shake out. The Nets. Well, oh, sorry, if, Dan, go ahead. If Orlando <laughs> offers him, uh, Joe Ingles a four year, $60 million contract, then I don't think he's going there. Uh, that was one of the teams I thought that he could sign with. I actually oh. think that there's a possibility he could sign with Minnesota if they miss out on some people. Um, (laughs) But I also think, I think the most attractive destination for him is actually the city where Evan is currently living down in Dallas. um, Because 
Really? Gallo is, you know, he's a pretty good shooter and he's able to get to the free throw line. And that would, that's something that Harrison Barnes also does pretty well is get to the free throw line, like being physical, I think. So you, he didn't okay, do it very much fun. last year, at least. But who's, okay, so the, here's another question, though. Who's coming off the bench in that scenario out of Dirk, Gallo, um, Barnes, and then obviously who's the other? And the Merlin's Noel is always playing. As yeah, a, but they play gonna... Barnes at the four a lot too. So, so it's yeah, definitely, definitely Dirk. You definitely can, Dirk will be going Dirk off, the off the bench. You can switch Gallo and Harrison Barnes in between the three and four. You're just playing them at the yeah. forward positions, and then you have Nerlens Noel at center, and you can just bring Dirk and rotate in through there. Like, I don't. Dirk is a great teammate. He he realizes that he can't play as many minutes as he used to. So I mean, he's he's going to want to be able to like. Say like, hey, look, like I really don't want to be put in situations where I have to switch on to Steph Curry. Like, go and put Gallo out there. Like, right. I don't want to have to go out there and guard Paul George. Like, go and put Gallo out there, and I'll play twenty minutes, and everything will be great. Like, and they did put Dirk at center a lot of the times too. So you can't play Nerlens Noel for 35, 40 minutes a game. So you're gonna be able to put Dirk at center, and I I think that'd be a fun lineup, and I think Dallas would be. I think that would be a smart move for them to make. Yeah, that's a good call. They like haven't it. they I haven't like had it. any like connections with Gallo yet, have they? I don't like think in terms of Gallo, meetings. Honestly, the, I haven't seen anything on Gallo yet. The only thing no, I've seen is like obviously quiet. obviously he's going to meet with Denver, yeah. and then weren't the Clippers thrown around there too at one point? Yeah, today? somebody said yeah. the the Clippers had interest in free agent news. Uh, looks like the Wizards are still meeting with restricted free agent Otto Porter and his agent as of one o seven a.m. So to me, that seems like they're meeting with him at twelve oh one, and it's been ongoing since then. So that to me, that's looking like a lost cause at this point, which is why I think we're hearing so much of George Hill, Paul Millsap, et cetera. Right. Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is, you haven't not even the Nuggets, but you haven't really heard anything about anybody trying to chase Otto Porter. So it's all yeah. I think maybe. The only the <laughs> only thing I think was Brooklyn, and but that's kind of like expected it, it kind of went away when they came out earlier today and said they're going to match no matter what so right which is so which is why they're probably meeting for an hour now right now because they're like look and kudos really to them for obeying the rules offer max <laughs> yeah um hey the rockies won did they oh they had an eight game Ooh. losing streak they yeah. did it's done they broke the they broke their losing streak hey who's but that's who's gonna not be the basketball. starting quarterback Who's gonna be? Yeah. <laughs> nope. All right, that's it. We're we're out of content <laughs> for this podcast. Um, I am calling it. All right, we'll, we'll close. Is with Gary this, Harris they... elite? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, we're done. No. We're done. We're not. Stop. We can't. We can't do it. That's a different podcast. We wait, different... wait until we at least get some people signed first. Okay. Okay. Wait until the we'll... dog days of summer. Well, I'll close with this. Uh, I guess so now the Knicks have also reached out to George Hill. So there you go, George Hill. Do you want to come play in Denver in the Kolyokic, or do you want to go play in the Knicks with no one. Carmelo Anthony? <laughs> yeah, in the Blues with, with James Dolan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, Evan Fiala, Gordon Gross, Ryan Blackburn, Daniel Lewis. Guys, it was uh, we pulled it off, man. It was fun. For sure. Good time, man. That was good. It'd be better when I could sign somebody, but you know, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Absolutely. So we will also probably maybe maybe somebody will actually do some writing now, um, and we'll get you guys a bunch of content on all these rumors that's going around. No, uh, 
News goes, yeah, right. Hey, it's I, as I said, it's my daughter's first birthday. Uh, I've I've probably got I've, I've been away as long as I can. Um, so now we can probably let it rest. It doesn't look like the Nuggets are going to do anything tonight. Um, so, like I said, guys, I appreciate it all. But everybody, go ahead and check out DenverStiffs.com. Um, we'll have obviously we'll chase this Millsap rumor, see where that goes with his meeting. Uh, which I assume by the time I get this podcast up, we'll, you'll probably already know what has happened with them. Um, and then we'll also, um, of course, with the George Hill news, see where that goes. Uh, who knows? I mean, Nuggets are making moves, so it's kind of fun. All right. Uh, so Dan is at Minuteman Dan. Gordon is at G Money Nugs. Ryan is at Ryan Blackburn Nine. Evan is just you're just at E Fiala or Fiala, right? E E two E's two E's E E two E's. E.E. Fiala, and then I am at Zach Mikosh, also, of course, at Denver Stiffs. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, um, and any other social media platform you can think of. All right, guys, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Pickaxe Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit us on the web at denverstiffs.com.